Welcome to Five on Five in Five here on this Friday morning. It is Friday. It's the Friday before Bengals Saturday, which isn't what we usually say. That's true. And then it's the Friday before Christmas. That's right. Oh, boy. Lots going on. So we know a lot of you have busy plans. We will keep this fast today, get you ready to get you out the door. Um, Let's talk about the forecast. So not going to be white Christmas. We already addressed that to some extent, uh, but we want to let you know what is coming. We do have rain. Mild temperatures today, chance of a passing shower, but then things do start to pick up um, as we get closer to Christmas itself. So um, the warm air winds out for Christmas. Cloudy today, can't rule out a daytime sprinkle. Picks up tonight, occasional showers tomorrow for Saturday. More in the morning rather than the afternoon. Sunday, we basically hit 60, which is kind of wild. So Christmas Eve, rain back for most of Christmas Day. So if you are a family that cooks a bunch of food, you want the kids out of there, let them outside. Let them run around. Um, that should be great for them. Uh, just to give you more of the temperature breakdown, high of 55 tomorrow, high of, again, potentially 60 on Sunday. Monday, Christmas Day, rainy and windy with a high of 55. So mild temperatures, but not whether you're going to want to be outside for. So we wish the very best to you and yours. Let's get into the topics today. Yes, Fletch. that's right. Uh, you might uh, notice we didn't have a show yesterday. It's because... Everything broke at the same time. Oh, my goodness. That's right. I honestly forgot until Mm -hmm. you just said that. Yeah, we had a crazy morning yesterday, so this will be a little bit of a Thursday recap. And then, of course, it all ties into what's happening today, too. So, um, wow, gosh, I completely forgot that happened. Fletcher, thank you. All right, our first topic. Yes, our first topic, uh, we would have previewed if we had a show yesterday, but we now know the result of it. Uh, A former Cincinnati City Council member who pled guilty to taking bribes will spend the next two years in federal prison. Former City Council member Jeff Pastor pled guilty to taking bribes. He will spend the next two years in a federal prison and then have three years of supervised release after. In June, he admitted that he took the bribes from undercover agents who were posing as property investors, that the conversation they had was in exchange for votes involving city projects. He was arrested in 2020, which was the same year. Former council members P.G. Sittenfeld and Tamaya Denard were both charged with similar crimes. In court, he took full responsibility. He asked to serve out his term in Ashland, Kentucky. The judge has honored that request. Ultimately, it ends up in the hands of the U.S. Bureau of Prisoners, if there's room, if there's space. Um, I do believe that's also the same facility where P.G. Sittenfeld will be serving his sentence. So um, they could both be down there uh, about the same time. He's got 30 days to get his affairs in order. Moving on to our second story this morning. Uh, this is one of the stories that is the reason we were too busy to hop on uh, and do a show yesterday. Uh, a local school district getting rid of a controversial resolution. This is in Forest Hills. The school board voting unanimously to get rid of the culture of kindness resolution that was introduced a year and a half ago. The resolution banned things like anti-racism or gender identity from the curriculum or in its staff training, Uh, but that resolution was put on hold when four families filed a lawsuit, and yesterday morning came that unanimous vote to approve a settlement with the families that part of the settlement was the rescinding of the resolution. Those who oppose the culture of kindness say that the move sends a clear message that the Forest Hills community cares about belonging, inclusion, and diversity, and of course, always a financial aspect, uh, the district is going to pay $100,000 in settlement fees, but this is money that was kind of earmarked for potential um, potential litigation, things of this nature, so it's not going to be some uh, uh, taxes or payment that will impact the the district. And just to clarify, because I think this, this was confusing for us here in-house, and we had to do several 
let's just clarify. Let's just clarify. Let's just clarify. So the culture of kindness resolution was introduced a year and a half ago. And that resolution with the name gets a little confusing. The resolution banned the teaching of anti-racism or gender identity from curriculum or staff training. Um, so with rescinding this, they can now teach anti-racism and gender identity in curriculum and um, training staff, staff training. Right. Um, that, that part was a little, uh, because of the phrasing of the resolution, the initial resolution a year and a half ago, it made it a little confusing to understand like, oh, they're taking away the culture of kind, and it, just for people to process through that. So you can obviously go to WLWT.com to read more. A lot of the legal documents breaking down all of this are there as well. Moving on to our third story this morning. This was the second story that uh, broke in our newsroom and made things a little busier than uh, a normal Thursday morning uh, would normally go. Uh, the family of a man who died in a crash that killed him and a Springfield Township police officer have filed a wrongful death suit against the township. Um, William Dunson's family and the township hadn't been dis- had been in discussions following the crash. Those conversations broke down at some point, which is what brings us to where we are today. So the lawsuit claims the death of William Dunson was caused by the, quote, gross negligence of a reckless police officer. To go back to the initial day that this happened, um, there was a call. Officer Tim Unwin with Springfield Township was responding to that call. Now, the family says that call had been waved down and he was in jurisdiction that was not his own. So that's part of their lawsuit in this. When he was heading to that initial call, he was going 85 miles per hour, the family says, in a 25-mile-per-hour zone, and he hit Mr. Dunson's vehicle head-on. So um, it was a heartbreaking situation. The police office, obviously, or the police department, obviously losing an officer, and then this man, this family losing a husband and a father. Um, just devastating. And then we actually saw some of the video for the first time of right after the crash, and you can tell the way these officers are responding that they're, you know, jarred as well by what they're seeing and what they're dealing with. So definitely a heavy situation. The township said in a statement yesterday morning they don't comment on pending litigation, but did say Unwin was en route to assist a fellow officer who was being attacked by an individual resisting arrest with his lights and sirens on. Um, Again, there will be a lot more to come from this, but this was the first time we spoke with the family when the accident or the crash happened. Um, This is the first time we're hearing from them since then. So uh, definitely something we will continue to follow. Our fourth story of this morning, nine days until a Cincinnati institution closes its doors, but that isn't stopping local organizations from launching a last-ditch effort to keep Coney Island open. Yes, this is uh, it's going to be a big conversation, mm-hmm. especially as we near the end of the year here. So nine days until it officially closes, but local organizations trying to launch last-ditch efforts to keep it open. Uh, Coney Island is set to close on New Year's Eve, but the Cincinnati Preservation Association is attempting to keep the 137-year-old city staple open by saying Coney Island Sunlight Pool and Moonlight Gardens are historic. That was something that a lot of people commented initially when this news broke. Like, how is that not considered a historic site? Right. Uh, in a statement released yesterday, the Preservation Association says the site is filled with, quote, millions of memories and is an important national engineering landmark, as well as an important site of black history. At one point, it was segregated. They desegregated. It was, you know, a, a place where everyone could go swim, learn to swim, have those family memories. So uh, a lot of people very much upset at the idea that it would close and then also losing 
the facilities that are there. Right. So the Preservation Association encouraging people to sign a citizen-led petition to turn the pool into a historic landmark. You can find out how to sign that petition on our website. Yeah. Um, interesting to see how this will happen if in nine days that can be done and reversed. Um, but something we'll be sure to follow as still that announcement was made, what, a week, week and a half ago. Um, but still reverberations throughout the community regarding the uh, closure of Coney Island. And finally, rounding out our day, rounding out our week, something I don't always get to say, not being here on Fridays very often, um, the Cincinnati Bengals, of course, have a game uh, tomorrow that you can watch here on WLWT. Um, they will be without star wide receiver Jamar Chase. Uh, it was reported earlier this week uh, by Ian Rappaport that Chase was set to miss some time after suffering a shoulder injury last week against Minnesota. Uh, when speaking to the media on Tuesday, Zach Taylor was mum on Chase's status, but the team confirmed his uh, he will miss the game Saturday yesterday. This will also be the first game that Chase has missed this season due to injury. Now, down wide receiver one, down quarterback one, the Bengals still in the thick of the AFC playoff race. They could use miracle wins from teams such as the Chargers and the Patriots to see who you should be rooting for after the Bengals game on Saturday. You can check our official Week week 16 rooting guide over on our website, WLWT.com. All right. Happy holidays. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Connect with your family. Hopefully you get a chance to see them. If not, speak with them and have some special moments. We will be back for you next week in the in-between of Christmas and New Year's, which is always a little chaotic. So we will get you podcasts as quickly as we can.